family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, foreign and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services. We are excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio, located in beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place, Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. In addition to Paradigm Security Services, this show is also brought to you by Sosby's Garage, as you heard the little intro, and Manor Scholarship Fund. Go check out Jeannie Burnett, Dr. Jeannie Burnett, on the Manor Scholarship Fund. Listen to her next week here uh, at the same time. On every show, we feature businesses and organizations in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we'll touch on that and other related aspects of security through the course of each of our shows. Our guest today is Sammy Baker, and it's uh, great to have you here. Uh, You have uh, some interesting jobs and interesting tasks (laughs) laying ahead of you. In more ways than one, Sammy is the uh, Gwinnett County GOP chair, newly elected, and got quite a challenge ahead of you. But I know y'all are hitting it running and right up against everything. But let me ask you, I usually like to start with who is Sammy Baker? Because a lot of people may not know who you are that uh, are out there, but I know a lot of them do. Well, uh, Sammy Baker is a small business owner. Uh, grandfather, and a concerned citizen. Um, So that's why I ran for GOP chair for Gwinnett. And uh, we have a lot of ground to make up. We've been a very conservative county. And because of that, we've had really good government. um, And uh, some little hiccups have happened. So I think for the concerns of the community and the business community, uh, we need to turn things around. Totally agree. There was a, a lot of interesting changes that happened with this uh, last election. You know, they say elections have consequences. And I think a lot of people are beginning to realize exactly what some of those consequences are. Uh, sometimes you just, it doesn't pay to go straight down the, the list and just check uh, R or D. You have to kind of look at the people. One of the things that I talk about leading up to elections is, you know, be informed. Uh, right. Don't take what mama says or daddy says or sister says or brother says or baby mama says or whatever. Go out there and really take a look at what the people are saying, but more important, what they have done. Uh, what's going on? When they say they're going to do something, are they going to do it? You know, that could be good. That can be bad. For instance, we're in a thing right now where somebody said, we're going to do so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and damn to those taxes aren't going up and everything just like they said they were. Uh, so, you know, 
there's been a lot of changes in our county in specific uh, based on this past election. What are some of the things you're looking to address with the county? Yeah, one of the main things uh, that has all of a sudden hit the fan is the school board. So um, that's an issue that a lot of people were not watching. And even the GOP, we were not watching the back door. Uh, So a lot of parents didn't pay a lot of attention to it because the school system here has been so good for so long. And I think they assumed that it was going to stay that way. Well, there's more to it than a superintendent that does a great job. You have a board, five elected officials, that really run that. And they decide who the superintendent is and the direction of the school board. So uh, with the change that came, uh, there's now a change coming in the uh, schools, which uh, probably not going the way that the parents want. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, COVID being closed down. Do you do virtual? All those type things. And most of the parents wanted in school. They did not want the virtual. And especially the younger kids where there was no effect at all. Um, so that war kind of went on and, and, uh, so a lot of parents are now are very involved. Uh, I think there's a Facebook page out there with a thousand concerned parents that are really trying to get in front of the board and get them to move the direction they wanted to move instead of the way these new elected officials are changing it in a different direction. Well, Gwinnett County has been kind of a system all its own it, it's it's been something that it's driven for excellence it's yep. gotten excellence we've had the national principal of the year with Carenza. Uh there has been so much that goes on that uh alvin Woolbanks has been basically yes. the guide and you know the captain of that ship uh, you've had the board there but they've they have not tried to fix something that wasn't broken, I guess is the best way to put it. Correct. And right now, they're trying to fix something that wasn't broken, but you know, now I look at it, and it's pretty well getting broken pretty fast. I don't know whether this is just my perception, but I see what's being trying to be done is to mirror the direction that Fulton went, the cab went. And that's not Gwinnett. No, it's not Gwinnett. And in my business, um, I meet people all the time that are moving into Gwinnett. And they're coming from Atlanta, and they're moving away from Atlanta, and they're moving away from that school system. And now here they're getting into Gwinnett, one of the best public school systems in the country. And all of a sudden now we have these changes coming. Well, they just left that, and they don't want that. So uh, we have to make a change And like I tell people when they hit me up on Facebook, what can we do? And I say elections have consequences. Absolutely. We have to go win. So we have to win those seats back because out of five and you got three that are one and two on the conservative side, guess who wins? That's not a good mix. That's right. If you're a conservative county. That's correct. We've always been, and I know that people are saying, well, we don't, you know, that we're not headed that direction now. And unfortunately they're they have a tendency to be right but i think correct me if i'm wrong that the biggest problem with the gop this past election couple of election cycles is they did not get out and get their message properly out they didn't really 
they didn't explain what the consequences were going to be, for instance, with the school board. Correct. We, Like I said, um, we let one of the positions that was a Democrat that had been fairly moderate and done a pretty good job, uh, they didn't run anybody in that slot on the Republican side. Well, guess what? A very liberal Democrat beat the that moderate. And so now we didn't even have anybody to run. So it's hard to write in and win an election. Absolutely. So we were not watching the back door. Uh, the commission also, we haven't been paying attention. I think we're spending more time looking at the bigger races and no one was looking back home. Well, elections are local. Uh, this is a local concern in Gwinnett. And I think we have to change that direction. And then we have to get the message out. A lot of people don't even know there's a Republican Party in Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, until I got involved, I didn't either. So we got to get out in the media. We got to get out in different social, Facebook, all sorts of things, and let people know there's an actual party here that's actually concerned. And if you'll get involved, we can change the d- direction of Gwinnett. Well, you're in the building industry as well. What is the first most important thing for any building or structure? The first thing that you talk to a builder before they start breaking ground is, how good are the schools? Well, as far as the building, let's try a different right. angle. Yeah. Would you say the foundation oh, is yes. the number one? I mean, if you don't have a foundation on, on, on a solid rock yep. we stand? That's exactly right. Well, that's where I see that the government, where we failed in that. We were looking at the structure up there as to where it was going and everything and forgot to look at the foundation of what are we building on. Right. Get the grassroots, the foundation of the party, the foundation of what's being elected in place, the school board being part of the foundation. Absolutely. And without that, it all goes to hell in the handbasket. Yeah, and here's the deal. Um, Do we want the school teaching our kids about religion, sex, uh, all those different things. Those 322 different Right. Sexes, so I, I think it's schools need to really work on reading, writing, arithmetic, and science. And I think the parents need to be involved in faith and in what they want to teach the their children. The social structure. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Now, I know that um, we've been far too concerned, you know, with this woke yep. thing that's coming up. I mean, when you have Carvel on the Democrats saying, and he is about as staunch an advocate in the Democrat Party as has ever been and supporter, but saying that this woke thing is going to kill him. Uh, we're, we're seeing it emerge in Gwinnett County now and all the cancel culture and everything. How, how do we address that? How do we, how do we turn the tide of some of this stuff? If you, do you have any thoughts? Well, number one, I think Martin Luther King had it right. Character. And that's what we should judge everybody on is character. Has nothing to do with the color of your skin. Has nothing to do with where you came from or any of those issues. Character we can all build upon. And that's what we need to work toward. Um, So we're going to work hard on bringing in uh, the Asian community, the black community, uh, a Hispanic community. They all need to get involved because guess what? They have traditional values. And that's really what we're looking for. Um, Why most people come to Gwinnett County is uh, the housing market, the school system, 
uh, good jobs, very fairly safe communities to live in. And that's the reason people move here. Uh, and they love Gwinnett because of that. Um, so they're moving from other places to get away from the other issues. So we need to hold those traditions. That's what's built Gwinnett, those traditional. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter any of those issues. We all want those same things. Well, Gwinnett County has grown and thrived based on its diversity. That's right. Uh, You know, you've got a rotary here called Mosaic. Gwinnett is a mosaic of, I mean, it's the way that you say, it's the way it's going to look in 30 years yep. across the nation or, or 40 years. or, But right now, they, we need to understand that that's our strength. And a lot of those faiths and a lot of those ethnicities, yeah, I didn't get that out right. But they're all, a lot of them are, are basically conservative. Yes. Uh, in their in their morals, in their family values, uh, in their business-type uh, relationships. They're basically conservative people. We need to get the message out to them that we're all on the same side and the si- and where it's headed is a dangerous position. That is correct. And the media has painted um, Republicans as this and that, but really it's a conservative values as the base of our message. And that's something that we've done a really poor job of doing is that character matters. We're all in this together. Uh, and Gwinnett is a perfect picture of what a lot of different people working together can do. Um, so we just need to get back to that. We need to let them know that is who we are. We're not something the media has painted us to be. We're just very traditional conservative values that have made Gwinnett great in the past. Well, in that direction, what is your mission or goal? How are you going to make – how do you envision that happening and us getting – the or y'all getting the message out? Well, we're setting up different committees. So we have a outreach committee for almost every uh, – we're, we're working on the Asian community and the Hispanic community and the black community. Everybody, we're sending someone out in those communities. Uh, another thing is we're making literature in different languages. So we're working Great. on that right now. Uh, we're working on our Facebook. We're work, working on different media outreaches. And we're trying to keep that very positive and upbeat. Um, you know, we don't, we don't gain, or gain anything by having a negative attitude. Um, we have to update what we're doing. And uh, so I think we're ready to do that. And the business community is concerned, too. So one of the things that I'm doing and a couple of them on our new board is we're very involved uh, in the business community. Uh, So we're going to be outreaching to the middle size to smaller businesses and get them involved also. Well, I can tell you as a small business owner, and we talked a little bit about this offline before we went on the show, trying to get people that just want to go to work. Right. um, it's, It's almost impossible we get we run a class in our training academy every week. We might have one person come in. We might have two. We might have three, four. You know, but the problem is not finding people that want to interview for it. It's finding people that really want to do anything besides just come and interview, and they don't want to go to class. They don't want to go to work. So how do we address this stuff? Yeah, the government should not be in competition with business. 
So right now the government's paying – Winning competition. <laughs> is paying so much to people to stay home that they're not reaching out to go to work. Well, if you can get close to the amount that you're going to get paid to go to work just to stay home, I don't think that's good for anybody no. because they're not getting taxes. We're losing money. The government is. So we want people to come to work. I think that helps people feel better about themselves. It gives you something to do. Um, and I think that's great to go work instead of staying at home. And we don't need to be competing with the government uh, for jobs. Well, and you know that's exactly what we are doing right now is as a business, when I can't pay as much or can't pay more than what the government pays them to sit at home, most of them just want to sit at home and make the money. And they'll figure we go to the store, we do. I don't have to work to make this kind of money. Well, and the challenge is, is that if you really look at it, the PPP loans that a lot of small businesses got yep. was good because we did shut down the businesses for a while. But guess what? That money is now going to be wasted if they don't have employees to come back and work because they're at 50% capacity, all these you know high-end restaurants and nice uh, resort areas, things like that. They can't find people. So by September, if they keep that going, they may be out of business and there is no jobs for them in September when the government benefits run out. Right. It's the consequences that people aren't looking at down the road that and especially the, the government's not looking at down right. the road or or that or it doesn't care one way or the other just so long as it uh, makes people feel good with the giving them stuff but when you don't have people working and you can't satisfy your clients then your business goes out of business and then when it comes time that the government no longer i mean who pays for this the people the people right. are going to get tired of paying for this stuff and it's not not so much getting tired of paying it is they can't afford to pay it anymore because they don't have their businesses they're going bankrupt so when it does come time like you said when it comes time to get a job because the money ends there are no jobs because the places are out of business because they didn't come back to work it's a vicious cycle that's a never ending just a never ending hole it's like the black hole yeah, and the deal is, is it's causing massive inflation. So, you know, of course interest they rates, say we're not um, doing inflation right now. Well, I can tell you that's not so. Exactly. Uh, my wife's business, my business, all my friends' businesses, we're having to pay so much more for employees, and raw materials have gone up so much. Just go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Every wife knows that. Go to Lowe's. Right. Buy some lumber. Go to Home Depot and buy some lumber. Yeah. It's up a hundred percent. Yeah, it's one of those things where people don't really, they don't stop and think about all the stuff that goes into, for instance, building the home. All that stuff, plywood, two-by-fours, two-by-six, all that stuff is, I mean, it's tripled in price, if not more. Yes. And that, of course, it's going to affect the price of the home, which is going to affect the price of the, I mean, everything goes up. We're going to have a another Jimmy Carter's uh error coming up i think and i'm afraid i know let's knock on wood that that doesn't happen but we see that in the horizon if things don't change well hopefully we're going to get enough of a message out of there you're going to get enough message out there that our that the conservative values will eventually win and it's more of a and it's not so much conservative values i think everybody has the values it's just that frame of mind that is a 
a business type uh, attitude where you want to grow, you want to help people, but you can't. Right. Well, and I believe in giving people a hand up instead of a hand down. Absolutely. And that's the way America has been built. And uh, we need businesses to thrive and do well so that we can accomplish those goals. Um, I think a lot of people don't feel good staying at home, although it's an easy way. It really gives you a self-worth to go to work and be successful and then slowly work your way up to do better and better. That's the American dream. That's the way we should make it happen. I could not just stay at home indefinitely. Um, I would go absolutely crazy. I've watched uh, former friends of mine that were law enforcement officers that would go through and they would spend 25, 30 years at the job and leave the job healthy and ready to roll. And they would take that retirement or you know, and do nothing that died within five years. Wow. If you're not keeping busy yep. and you're not keeping active, you know, just to take it off. I mean, it sounds great. You know, I can go home, sit up, drink a little, you know, non-alcoholic beer here and smoke a cigar and just watch some Netflix or something and not do anything. And But that's going to get old. Right. After about three, four days. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of police, uh, one of the areas of concerns that, you know, seems to be in the media is um, instead of defunding the police, how about paying the police more? And getting better qualified Absolutely. officers and getting them more trained, well-trained. How many FBI agents do you hear, hear do, having some of these t- same type situations? Because they pay seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars a year, and they get highly, you know, trained people. And after that, they they pay more than that. But why aren't we hiring police officers in with college degrees, lots of uh, background training, psychological training? Why aren't we paying them sixty thousand dollars a year? I know a lot of them are starting at $40,000 a year, and they're wearing a gun. We want the best people out there. So pay them $60,000, dollars a year and give them benefits. That's how we solve that. Let's get well-trained people that know how to handle things uh, and, and have that background and maturity to handle these type of situations that occur. Well, I can tell you from my personal experience, I have seen bad apples in police departments, and it is honestly the rarity someone out there that is an example of wanton uh, racism or anything else. It's just not there. Uh, most of the people don't give a flip about whether you're black or white or gay or straight or whatever. They they just do their interactions, do what they got to do, and they want to go home to their family at night and get up and come to work the next day. They they don't care about all that, but the news media has just got them. Everybody sucked into this narrative that is killing us, right? Literally, but I do think that a way to counterbalance all that is to hire people, pay them more money. A lot of the police officers to survive have to have second jobs, oh, doing yes. extra security second on the side. Third. So why aren't we paying people really well? Because we're putting a gun on them. And they have a lot of authority. Uh, why aren't we just paying them very well so that they're well-trained, good education? Let's do those things. Let's fund police, not defund police, so that it's safe for everybody and everybody feels good. Well, I know the majority of 
the citizens, whether regardless of what color they are, want police protection. Yes. They want it. You've Absolutely. The poorer group. communities actually are the ones that get hurt the worst Absolutely. by when we start cutting police numbers back. And they know that. Yes, they but do. But it's not put out there to the extent that it needs to be. The, the narrative that's wanting to be pushed is what's being pushed. And unfortunately, the people that are suffering for it are the people that need it most. Absolutely. I know I work I work law enforcement officers on extra jobs. I worked two and three extra jobs when I was working in law enforcement through the years. And, you know, you would like to just be able to work your main job yep. and earn a good living, but you can't do it. Well, I think that needs to change. Um, so even if, let's say, you have a 1,000 officers in your budget, well-trained 800 officers might be your answer uh, that might be able to, you know, police that much better and do a better job, and maybe they'll communicate with the community better. Uh, but that's a that's a choice each individual city has to make. Each jurisdiction has right. to make. Right. But I think that right off the bat, every police officer, we should be hiring them in about, you know, about $20,000 more a year, and you get better qualified people. Um, well, Gwinnett not being one of them, but there's a lot of departments around that are lowering their requirements uh, to get on. Well, I That's think it needs to be the thing. opposite way. Absolutely. They're, they haven't got the people that want to come in and put right. them, put themselves in the jeopardy that is facing them today. I used to tell people that, you know, when you come in, the young guys, and you, you know, just be aware you've always got a target on your back. But back then it was a tar- target on your back from the bad guys. Now I tell them you've got targets on your back from the good guys and the bad guys. The the administrations do not support you. They're just waiting to nail you. Gwinnett County is a much different area in police work. We have one of the finest police departments around the country. This, the uh, management is superb, and we don't want to screw that up. That's correct. But I say even on top of that, let's bring in I see the signs and – they're needing people, so I think if you in, increase the pay, yep. increase the benefits, you're going to get those filled, those slots with really good people, fine people that want to maintain that superior, like you talk about uh, here in Gwinnett. We want to make that keep happening. Absolutely. Well, what? how do you get people involved in doing this with you? Uh, you mentioned a little bit about it a while ago, but... What are you doing to really reach out and target people to get involved? Well, and get that, active, and, and that's what we're changing. Um, again, we're going to do a lot of media uh, events. We have uh, Saturday breakfasts to invite new members in. Um, so we're going to you're going to see us use a lot of different forms to start inviting people and letting them know that there's actually a Republican Party in Gwinnett County and you need to come in. Uh, we want them to invite them in and tell them what we're all about and try to get them involved and let them know that we're trying to make the community better, uh, a higher quality uh, candidates. Um, so, you know, it's really going to be a social media effort, and it's on all scales we're trying to do. Well, I believe May the 1st you yes. have a GOP breakfast. Yes. Uh, we have it right here, uh, Matthew Old Camp uh, Heating and Air, mm-hmm. uh, right there off 85. Old Peachtree. Yep, Old Peachtree. We have a meeting at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, if you would like to show up, that's absolutely fine. We're going to have um, some people talking about school board issues, and we're going to have a couple of candidates talking about, you know, what's going on in the area. 
Uh, and then we're even going to talk about jobs. Uh, we've got someone with Gwinnett County uh, uh, Technical School going to talk about jobs and opportunities. So it's a well-rounded community event, and we'd love to invite you in. Well, I can tell you right now, Laurie McLean's inviting people. She sent me a, t- a tag up on Messenger. <laughs> okay, and I know I sent out on Facebook. I have about 4,000 followers, so I've sent mine out, and we're yeah. really going to work on that. Well, it, you've got to have that participation. It's got to increase. You've got to get the message out there. And so I guess final question on this part of it, what are you hoping to actually overall accomplish by your approach and your vision going through this in, in the Republican, the GOP party? Well, our, our first goal in the first two years, and that's what my uh, term is for two years, is try to increase the direct membership to two to 3,000 actual members. Mm-hmm. So they're getting emails, they're getting updates, uh, they're getting information on candidates, what the issues are, uh, who can they support, who can they get out in the community and actually show up and knock on doors, because that's where we win it. We go out and knock on doors, and we convince people that we have the right message. I think we do have the right message. So that's how we do it. And we're going to get all the different communities involved. And, uh, again, we may have to put it in several different languages. There's a lot of people we need I to get involved. I hope you do. We, and we will. Um, I know in the past they've been rural hesitant, that phrase of, well, if you come to America, you need to learn English. Man, deal me with learning, reality. Yeah, let's deal with reality. Uh, me learning uh, Mandarin is not going to happen, <laughs> right? Nope. Well, I know <laughs> that, um, well, for instance, the Gwinnett Place CID that we're in right here that we service, they do uh, a brochure for what they do and what, what it's all about in about four or five languages that we give out to the community, depending upon whether it's Korean or you right. know, Japanese or Chinese or North Vietnamese or Hispanic or or what it is, they've got uh, a message to send out there. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Just the ones that you just mentioned right off the bat, uh, we're going to be doing those. And uh, we're, we're going to do it a different way. Uh, we know that we have to influence and win friendships, and that's what we're going to be after with a positive message and to make our community better for everybody in our community, not just one section. Well, I'm glad that you're getting something done for a change with the GOP party. It's just, uh, it's been a long time coming. It's been needed. Do you want to put a plug in for your business here? Oh, yeah. I I, uh, own Contractors Best Pest Solution. Uh, We're a local termite, pest control, rodent, uh, and mosquitoes. So if you want to be able to use your deck and cook out, use your yard without being the lunch that is correct <laughs> without them chasing you around the house sometimes i come back in and talk to customers i say oh i need a termite treatment and i'm walking around the house and when i come in i said you know i i did that fast and they said yeah that was kind of quick i said well the mosquitoes chased me in <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to get a segue yeah. into it well we need to get you back on here sometime. We'll talk about your business itself because okay. I know that you've had an acquisition. You've got a lot of things going on. Yes. But I want to tell you I appreciate you very much, appreciate you coming on and being with uh, being my guest. I hope that there's some information gotten out there that, uh, you know, people need to listen to what's going on and pay attention and get involved. Um, I myself have slacked off getting involved after uh, – the last election it kind of ticked me off but 
you know, I need to get back into involvement and doing some things, which time will tell. Yes, everybody needs to get involved. Which either side you're on, Ex- get you know, involved. That's a good point. That's a no, good point. No, get involved. Be informed. That's correct. Don't don't make your vote because of what somebody tells you they're going to do or what the party label is, the letter there. Listen to what they're actually going yeah. to do and what they say they're going to do, but more important, look at what they have done in the past. That is 100% correct. Make your own decision. So thank you again for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services and in part by Sotheby's Garage and the Mana Scholarship Fund. Be sure to join us live for the live broadcast every other Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. here on Business Radio X. If you miss the live broadcast, no worries. You can enjoy the show anytime you want by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Case in Point. This program is also available on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, really anywhere you enjoy your favorite podcast, you can find us. Just type in Case in Point. Please be sure to subscribe and hit that subscribe button for Case in Point so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. And to my guest again, Sammy Baker, I appreciate it very much. And for our producers, Mike and Amanda, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.